Hello, I'm Jillian, and we are back with another episode of the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast. This is an episode that we are going to dig into some of the signs that I noticed that indicated that my body image had improved. And I'm really excited about this episode because in this episode, we are going to talk about the good stuff, the stuff that you can look forward to and that is totally possible for you, even if right at this moment, you don't love or you don't feel like you can accept your body. And the reason why I want to talk about these things is because often we get very stuck in like the problems. But I want to talk about what's on the other side when you do decide to actively put in work on improving your body image. Because a lot of this stuff doesn't happen by accident, but sometimes we don't even get started because we think it's so far away from us. And I want you to know that no matter how you feel about your body right now, you have the capacity to feel better about it, even if what your body actually looks like doesn't change. And so let's get started as always with a story. I recently went away for the weekend with some of my closest friends, our dogs, and my boyfriend. And I saw a picture of myself from that weekend away and I really didn't like it. I thought I looked puffy, I wasn't into the angle, and overall I was not happy with how I looked in that photo. But I kept the photo and I think I even posted the photo. Not because I loved how I looked in the photo, but because that photo, looking at it, takes me back to the moment at which it was taken. I was by the pool with some of my absolute favorite people and dogs in the world. And it was taken by my boyfriend who, (laughs) he does his absolute best to be an incredible Instagram boyfriend. And so why I would not, why would I not want to remember that? Why would I not want to remember a moment in which I was surrounded by people I care about doing things that I really enjoy? And why should what my body looks like in a split millisecond of time keep me from those memories? And there was a time in my life where I would delete all those photos where I didn't like how I looked. And I would check my body consistently almost every single day. I did a belly check to see if I still had abs. I would inspect myself to make sure that my body was quote unquote good enough. And then when I went out, I would change my clothes multiple times before I left the house, frantically searching for that special outfit that was most likely to get positive attention from other people. Interestingly, that was also a time where I was like, no, I don't want to be in photos. I hate taking photos. And if I saw a photo of myself, I would immediately look for all of the things that I hated about myself in that photo. My big arms, my lower belly pooch, my cellulite, that honestly, no matter how fit I got, I still had it. But those times are past. And I, I don't want you to, to understand this wrong here because I am not at a point in my life where I wake up every single morning and think, oh my gosh, I look incredible. I don't love how I look in every single photo. I still care about what I look like. But I also know that what I look like isn't a factor for how good of a person I am, how loved I am, how capable I am, or how good of a coach I can be for my clients. And that is body image flexibility. And we're going to start talking today about some of the signs that have showed me that I am practicing body image flexibility. And of course, at the end, as always, actionable tips for help y- helping you to do this too. And so let's start with definitions. What is body image? Body image, contrary to what we like to think, is not what we actually look like. 
Body image is the conjunction between our perception, beliefs, thoughts, and feelings about our body. And just like you can be happy today and sad tomorrow, you can easily have a good body image today and a bad body image day tomorrow, even if your body has not changed. I recently saw a post that kind of, it was interesting to read all the comments below it. It was a post about an article or an interview that Megan Fox had done about how she has body dysmorphia. She doesn't feel good about her body. And if you don't know who Megan Fox is, she's an actress who I think is pretty well known for how like conventionally quote unquote hot she is. And she was talking about how she doesn't feel good about her body. And below the post were some really fucking wild comments. Like, this girl is lying. If she hates her body, there's no hope for the rest of us. Like, there's no way she actually thinks that. This is for attention. And I thought, like, if all of these people truly understood that body image and how we perceive ourselves had so much more to do than just what other people think we look like, they would get it. But I think something that we get stuck in is that we assume that someone that we deem quote unquote attractive must also feel attractive. And that's just not true. And it's because our body image is influenced by a multitude of factors, including but not limited to societal standards, cultural influences, media representations, personal experiences, and individual beliefs. And so we don't have control over beauty standards, cultural influences, or media representations, but we do have the power to change how we personally think, act, feel, and behave in relation to our bodies, which means that a more positive body image or body image flexibility that we're going to talk about today is completely possible no matter what your body actually looks like. And I've mentioned this in previous episodes. I think I have at least four or five five other episodes that touch on different facets of body image. And I've talked about this before where I, I, in theory, I love the idea of body positivity, but I don't think that body positivity is a realistic goal. I don't believe it is realistic to think you look amazing all the time and to love your body every single day. And I think it's even less realistic when we are someone that maybe for the last like 10, 20, 30 years of our lives, we have not felt good about our bodies or we believe that our bodies are not good. And so all of a sudden being like, oh my gosh, I love my body. Like it's, it, I don't think that's realistic. What does make a lot more sense realistically is body image flexibility, which allows you to enjoy some parts of your body, not like other parts of your body, and also not allow yourself to be defined or consumed by those positive or the negatives. We can like or dislike parts of our bodies, have days where we feel better or worse about our appearance, and also allow that to not affect, or sorry, not allow that to affect our inherent worth as a human. And this means, sort of in the context of the photo that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I can look at that photo and be like, huh, I really love how I look in that photo, and move on with my life without having that photo mean something about myself, without that photo driving an urgency to change my body, and without that photo driving shame around my appearance. And so essentially, a practice of body image flexibility acknowledges that, yeah, appearance matters, but also you don't need to love everything about yourself in order to have an awesome, fulfilling, meaningful life. And when I work with clients, we tackle this by challenging some of those negative thought patterns, identifying what are facts versus what are feelings, and developing a toolbox of body image coping skills and helpful behaviors, and cultivating self-acceptance. 
And if this sounds like work you're ready to do, listen until the end. I'm opening up spots for, I have a brand new program that's going to help you with body image flexibility, but I'll talk about that later. So here are some signs that my body image has improved. I wear clothing that fits without worrying about the size. And we hold so much emotion around clothing sizes, even though I hope logically at this point we know that sizing is absolute bullshit. And a lot of this has to do because we're conditioned to believe that bodies getting bigger is quote unquote failure. And part of body image flexibility is being able to acknowledge a thought like, huh, those pants used to really fit. That sucks. I really like those pants. And then also choose to wear something that does fit and move on without your day without getting stuck in that negative thought pattern. Personally, I recently ordered some new bikinis for summer and I ended up going with the larger size, a size that I don't think I've worn this size in a bikini since before my crazy dieting phases. And you know what? These bikinis fit so well. They're so comfortable. No one but me has any fucking clue what size they are. And it's so much more fun and it's so much easier to be present at the pool or the beach in a bikini that actually fits without worrying about it digging into my sides or like my boobs falling out everywhere. And I also want to validate that like it's okay to feel a little sad when those shorts that you really love don't fit. But I also want you to remind you that it is normal for bodies to change over time. Personally, the body that I have now is a result of choosing to prioritize things that are not restricting my food, perfectly tracking my macros, weighing and measuring everything I eat, going to the gym six days a week. And it's totally fine to also accept that your body can fluctuate both up and down. And this is why working on your relationship with food is is key and working on your relationship with your body, your body will often help you work on your relationship with your food. But I do want to note that If you know and are aware and are not emotionally tied to the fact that like your body may fluctuate over the course of the year as a normal thing, sometimes you might have clothes that are a little bit more comfortable when your body's a little bit bigger and some clothes that are a little more comfortable when your body's a little bit smaller and the actual size of the clothing doesn't matter, but comfort does. I could theoretically choose to change my body if I wanted to. I have a pretty stable relationship with food and if I did want to lose a a little bit of body fat, it would be like a couple of tweaks a couple of like shifting a few things in my nutrition and it wouldn't really be that difficult and it would be a choice, not something I have to do to fit into old clothing. But I've chosen not to do that. And I also want to make a note here that if you are someone who struggles with your relationship with food or your body, if you get to a better place in those two relationships first and then decide like, do I want to approach a fat loss goal? It feels very different than trying to push towards a fat loss goal without accepting some of the things that you're struggling with in your relationship with food and your body first. That's a whole different conversation. So the second thing I've noticed is my worth is no longer dependent on how good I think I look or the comments I get from others. So back in my shitty body image days, it would make my whole day when someone told me something complimentary about my appearance or my outfit. If someone told me that I looked like I lost weight, it would be like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. And then if I didn't receive a comment like that, I would take it as like, oh my God, I must look terrible. And so my, like how I felt about myself was contingent on what other people thought about me and what other people thought about me would influence what I felt about myself. And now like, Most people, like, I still love hearing that I look good or that someone likes what I'm wearing, but it kind of goes in one ear and out the other. 
And part of this also has to do with surrounding myself with people that are less appearance focused. And what I'm about to say is extremely cringy. Like I can, I look back and it was definitely a situation of you don't know what you don't know. Like I didn't know this was so damaging, but wow. Yeah. Anyways. So when I was in an environment like CrossFit, it was totally normal for someone to ask me what I weighed. And I even had some of my old coworkers, obviously men, would come up and like grab my belly fat. One of them, at one point I did say something, but I cannot believe how much of a a terrible effect that that had on my body. And removing myself from that environment has been incredibly positive. And now I do my best to surround myself with people that are interested in talking about deeper things like psychology, self-development, I guess dogs, not really a deep topic, but I love talking about dogs, travel, et cetera. Not people who care about what workouts I do or what I eat or what size shorts I'm wearing. And people that do make food or body comments, I have worked on feeling completely secure in asking them like, hey, can we not comment on things like that? I talk about this more in episode 27 or 28 of this podcast because it was a boundary that I had to set with my dad in order to get to a point where I really felt comfortable and that I could really focus on other things rather than being on high alert around food or my body because he used to comment on food and body all the time. Next thing that I've noticed that has really improved is when I notice a quote-unquote flaw, I don't fixate on the flaw. I notice it and I move on with my day. And getting here did take a continuous process of learning to redirect my attention and now I'm really good at it. And so this is where like continuing to show up day after day and knowing that some days are going to be harder, some days are going to be easier, eventually it's an upward trajectory. And interestingly, so our brains love to look for the negative. If you've heard of the negativity bias, it's partly an evolutionary thing that helps keep us safe because if we're constantly looking for and identifying threats to our safety, in theory, we can focus on reducing the threat. But we've been conditioned to believe that our body flaws are a threat to our acceptance within our society. Think about that. We've been conditioned to believe that our body flaws are a threat to our acceptance in society. So we are constantly on high alert for those flaws so we can either hide them or try to change them. And this is where body image flexibility really comes into play because I can look in the mirror and see my little belly pooch and I can do two things. I can redirect my eyes and my brain to something I like better, like my hair, my shoulders, my butt. And I can also remind myself that having a belly pooch or not having a belly pooch doesn't change the fact that I am smutty. I'm smutty. That was a combination of I am funny and I am smart, which ironically was probably not that funny. But um, Uh, it doesn't change the fact that I am funny, I am smart, I'm good at my job, I have friends that love me, I have a dog that is totally obsessed with me, etc. In the past, that belly pooch was a giant red flag, a threat that said to me, you are a failure, you're ugly, no one's going to love you, no one's going to want you as their coach, but... I can identify now that that was just my negativity bias trying to keep me safe. The last two I have before we hop into actionable tips are now I focus on all of the things my body does for me rather than just how it looks. And I'm not going to tell you like focus on strong over skinny because that's still uh, there's some issues with that. Not going to talk about that here. But what I am going to tell you is that it's really helpful to remind yourself that your body is this incredible fucking machine that pumps blood to your heart, allows you to hug your favorite people, 
And in my personal case, I absolutely love the fact that it allows me to listen to booming electronic music. music, And that's so much more powerful for me than focusing on what I look like. And creating a practice of body functionality was pivotal for how I felt about my body. Because no matter what I look like, if I lose my ability to hear music, I lose my ability to hug people, to taste delicious food, that would truly change my life. But gaining or losing a few kilos I can still do all of those things. And it's not honestly a big difference to my life. And we often put so much pressure on the physical body that we forget that appearance is just one of the million, maybe not millions, but many facets of ourselves. And we also judge ourselves so harshly on looks that we kind of forget that like if someone only wanted to be friends with you when you look a certain way, you'd probably be like, fuck this person. They are so superficial. Like that's not a sign of someone that you want in your life. Today, I am really grateful for my legs for allowing me to walk my dog this morning. My lungs for allowing me to take deep breaths and my brain for allowing me to write this podcast. And those are incredible facets of what my body can do for me, whether or not I have cellulite or a belly pooch. And here's the last one before everyone's favorite part of the podcast. I eat for nourishment now instead of body control. And this is a big shift here, people. For almost a decade, my nutrition was focused mainly around how can I control my body. I thought about food all the time. I couldn't be present when eating with others. I was tired, fatigued, had very little to no sex drive, and I lost my period for over three years. If you want to hear a little bit more about that, um, I think I talked about it in episode 28. What happened is when I said kind of, I basically said, fuck it, I'm not doing this anymore. And I knew, I was like, my body's probably going to change. And I was a little bit scared of that. But I also directed my attention to how fucking good it feels physically to eat enough food and to nourish my body with food that both feels good and that tastes good. I started thinking about food so much less when I wasn't always borderline hungry. I had so much more energy and I now am able to be a much more fun person because I nourish my body on a regular basis. That is a non-negotiable for me. And even on a trip like last weekend where there's a ton of different food around, I don't find myself constantly thinking about when my next meal is. I'm going to hop into the actionable tips part here because I don't want this podcast to be too long. But I do want to mention that I have developed a new program to guide you in these skills so that you can have these kinds of results too. The Confident Body is a group program with hands-on coaching by me to walk you through understanding your current body image and understanding what keeps you stuck in the same thought patterns towards your body that supports you in creating new habits and different thought patterns that reduce the importance of your appearance and helps you build a practice of body image flexibility so that you can be the person who doesn't let the things that they don't like about their body hold them back from a fucking awesome and meaningful life. And I am running a beta group for this program. It's, I'm going to run this at a reduced price because I want to get you in and get your feedback on this. And so as a thank you for your feedback, and I already have a couple of women joining me, and I'm only taking three to four more tops because it's really important for me to, to be able to create an incredible cohesive group and truly connect with all of you. So please DM me the word body image on Instagram if you'd like to join us. Also, if you're a coach, these are incredible skills to be able to work with your clients on. So I already have a couple coaches that are joining me. So if you're a coach listening and you're like, ooh, 
this could be helpful for some of those clients that get really stuck in those body thoughts. This is for you as well. DM me the words body image on Instagram if you'd like to join us. If listening to this episode, you were thinking, wow, I would really love to be able to do those things or feel this way about myself, this program is going to help you get there or is going to help you help others get there. And here is the favorite, everyone's favorite part of the podcast, actionable tips. So I want you to get out a piece of paper or a note on your phone or you can make a mental list if you're driving or you can't stop. I want you to write down what you value about the people that you love. Then ask yourself, what do those people value about you? I bet it's not your weight. I bet it's more around how you make them feel, how great of a listener you are, how good you are at problem solving, how much fun you are, etc. And keep that list somewhere that you can come back to as a reminder when you find yourself stuck in focusing on your appearance. I want you to also give yourself permission to get rid of or hide, like put away somewhere clothing that doesn't fit you. And I want you to allow yourself to invest in at least one awesome piece of clothing that feels great on your body. It doesn't have to be expensive. You can literally go to a thrift store and buy something really fucking cool, like vintage, that feels good on your body. And it's also okay to grieve old clothing, especially if it was stuff you really like. I want you to also be brutally honest with yourself. There is a big difference between knowing that your body naturally fluctuates and that some things might fit you at different times of the year and versus others. There's a big difference between that and keeping old clothing that only fit when you were doing some horribly restrictive diet, like in the hopes that you're going to magically get yourself back to that unsustainable weight. Public service announcement, you are not going to fit into those jeans you wore when you were 18, probably ever. You were a fucking child when you wore those. Let them go. Also, another actionable tip you can take is to communicate your boundaries when it comes to body comments. And I want to let you know that it's okay to distance yourself from people whose values don't align with your values. And it's also okay to state your boundaries. A simple, I know you mean well, but I would really love it if from now on we could practice not talking about bodies when we're together. A statement like that could be awkward for like two seconds, but it could also completely shift how you feel when you're with someone. And on the other hand, and this is something that came up with a client actually this morning, it's okay to have a list of whose opinion actually matters to you and whose opinion does not matter. Not everyone deserves to have a valid opinion about you. And if that person's opinion truly does matter and they are making body or food comments, they're probably also someone close enough to you that you can be honest and say, hey, this doesn't work for me. We need to stop this. Couple more actionable tips here. This one is an awesome skill that we will definitely be digging into in the confident body. Practice redirecting your attention. And this is one of my absolute favorite skills. It takes noticing where your attention goes and then intentionally making the choice on where you would like to put that attention. For example, maybe right now you stand in front of the mirror and you notice that your eyes go directly to your belly. Acknowledge that. Be like, oh, my eyes are drawn to my belly. Now redirect. I am going to choose to look at my hair and eyes today, not my belly. And both things can be true. You can dislike your belly and at the same time you can like your hair and your eyes. Neither one of those things makes you a better person, but directing your attention to what you do like can reduce the pressure and attention on what you don't like. Practice body functionality, and I talked about this earlier, so I'm not going to dig in, but basically start acknowledging what your body does for you and what your body allows you to do that don't have anything to do with appearance, 
And if you struggle with this, you can simply start by acknowledging that your body is keeping you alive and that's a pretty fucking cool thing in itself. And the last one is start connecting with how food feels. This is a big part of the coaching that I do in The Confident Eater and in my one-on-one coaching practice. We've become really used to choosing foods based on calories or what's good or bad. And we've gotten really used to eating in order to control our appearance. And we forget food is literally energy. And you need that energy to feel awesome. Allow yourself to start asking, how does this food feel when I eat it? How does this amount of food feel when I eat it? Remind yourself that no food is off limits and you can literally eat what you want whenever you want, which allows you to then start choosing more more carefully, like, do I actually want to feel this way when I eat this thing? And learning to nourish yourself, it is a set of, of skills. It is complex and for the path there looks a little bit different for different people. And so if you do need guidance and support specifically on this, one-on-one coaching is probably where we should start. So really quick recap, body image flexibility in my eyes is a much more realistic realistic goal than body positivity. And the goal is not to, to not care about what you look like, but the goal is to be able to see your appearance as one of the many facets of who you are, but definitely not the most important one. And so if you'd like to get here, if you'd like to start your practice of body image flexibility, please reach out to me via Instagram. I have the link in the show notes. Or you can find me at Bite Size Nutri and write in your message the words body image so that I know what you are contacting me about. And you can also, I've gotten some awesome messages where people are like, hey, I just heard your podcast. I really want to know more about this. Those messages are fine too. We are kicking off this group on July 10th, but no matter when you listen to this podcast, if this sounds interesting to you, contact me because if you are a little bit too late to join then, we will make sure that you get in in a future group. And the last thing that I will say before I sign off for today, if you have not left a rating on either Apple or Spotify for the podcast, if you can just take one or two seconds and do that right now, that is so incredibly helpful to other people so that they can find the podcast. And those of you that have done it, thank you, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it.